Welcome back to the Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Olivia. And we are so excited to talk to you today about Thrillers. Ah. Oh my gosh, Chelsea, it is the end of the year. I can't believe we made it to the end of 2022 when it was 2020 like a day ago. Honestly. I'm I'm not over 2020 and it's just like over going into 2023 now and it it just feels like it's right there. It feels like it was just January and I was like, oh, I guess this is what 2022 is like. And now I'm looking and it's like, wait, hold on one second. 2023? When did that happen? I wasted like three years of my life, I feel like. (laughs) It's kind of concerning. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to be done with whatever XYZ project in three months. And then three months goes by and I'm like, oh, it's still not done. And then right. oh, I'll be done in the next three months. So that is how my whole year's been. And I'm like, how is it the end of the year? Literally, <laughs> as you guys were listening, last week of December, hopefully you're all thinking what your New Year's resolutions are, um, what you want to do for next year, because this year is over. Do you do New Year's resolutions, Olivia? Oh, great question. Great, great question. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit deep here for a second. Oh, I love this. I'm ready. Second. Okay. Yeah. So I um for most of my adult life for New Year's resolutions was always about I wanna lose weight. I wanna lose weight, I wanna lose weight. Sure. And I um at my highest weight, I was like a hundred and thirty-ish pounds overweight. Um, like quite quite heavy. I was like, mm-hmm. 130 should be what I should weigh. So I was like, double gotcha, gotcha. Double okay, weight. okay. Um, and, and I think I've talked about this. I know I've told you about this, but I don't know if I've said, talked about it on the podcast. I can't remember. But in 2020, I had weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. And that was in October 2020. So in 2021 was the first year that like weight wasn't like my number one thing. And then 2022 was the, I was like, not at all. It wasn't even on my radar, nothing about wow. like my weight and my body. And it was the first time I was able to actually think about what else do I care about in my life? Wow. What else, what are my dreams? What are the things I want to go after? Because my mind was not so taken up about diets and all yeah. of the things that are related to it. And so, yeah. So to answer your question, yes. But for listeners, all I, I just want to say like, if you have that thing that has been going on year after year after year after year, hmm. if you do something to let it go, it's amazing what else can come up as like an idea of something you could be doing. Like I wouldn't That's have done really the podcast cool. if it wasn't yeah. for, for that because I wouldn't have even thought about doing it. Right. So like just- in as far as like mentally, that sounds like it's been like extremely life-changing. Oh, like yeah. even not even physically, but mentally, like yeah. changing, reframing the way that you think or what you think about. Yeah, exactly. It was like this um, this weight came off of me where I wasn't constantly criticizing myself and thinking about what I should be doing and the all of these things. And it was like, I, I don't, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but like I have a dream now and I didn't have one for a really long mm-hmm. time as because I never... I, I couldn't get past the one issue. So for New Year's, that's what, always what I think about is like, yeah. wow, like I'm – that's not – would I like to be healthier? Yes. Should I exercise more? Probably. But it's not the thing. It's not like the, yeah. the – like my whole life wraps around it. So. Like you can have any any resolution you want instead of the one that you know you're going to have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So cool. So, wow. Do you do that's awesome. resolutions? Thank you. Um. Not really. I usually make a list of like four or five things I want to accomplish in the year um, Mm -hmm. and then be intentional about those things. So sort of, but the past year, let's see, 
yeah, I guess one of the ones from last year's, I we we wanted to have a baby, um, but obviously not pregnant. In case anyone's wondering, <laughs> um, and so this year I'm like, okay, I don't know if it's, I don't know. I'm usually not the type of person who likes to focus on something too much and let it get Mm -hmm. in my head and I think that's what happened this year is it kind of got in my head so Mm -hmm. my resolution is to not have resolutions yeah (laughs) I actually I get it it's so freeing to not be like I've got this thing that I need to be thinking about all the time and I need to be focused on and like it's not happening or like it's not going the way I thought it was gonna go or yeah whatever just live my life yeah just live your life and there's so so much freedom in that There really is. And it's like you just do what you enjoy in the moment. And I think that that brings a lot of happiness is just be intentional about like every single day, I'm going to try to have a good day or be happy or do something that brings me joy. And I feel like that's good enough. You know, like you don't have to have this big overarching plan. It's kind of like I just want to enjoy my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, we have 365 days in the year. So that's 365 opportunities for good days. And some of them are going to suck. Yeah. But, but, you know, if you do your ratio, your 80-20 ratio, as we, as we say in the corporate world for stuff, <laughs> 80% good, 20%, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, you know, whatever. Right. Like, get through those days, but the majority are good. I think that's yeah. a good year. Yeah. I think so, too. And it's interesting, like, looking back on this year, um, and we'll do, I think we'll do that more in a little bit, but, mm-hmm. like, looking back, it's a lot of little moments, you know? And I yeah. Mean, like, it was definitely like we both Chelsea and I are we're recording this on a weekday after work and both of us had um work team retreats today uh which is pretty funny um but in mine I don't know if you guys do this but we did like a look back of the year and was like what are the things that you accomplished this year that you were proud of even if I you, love that like, sometimes you gotta like think about it and then it's like whoa, yeah whoa what, look at what I did what a great idea. My work retreat was us just working in a hotel instead of in the office. So they, <laughs> okay. literally, literally, he was my boss was like our dean at our school was like, everyone wear festive sweaters and then also come and be ready to talk about curriculum reform. And I'm like, this is not a retreat, sir. This is you're just making me work in a sweater in a different building. I was none too pleased. I'm like, don't call this a retreat. Like, that's misleading. That's bad marketing. That? Yeah, I was very upset. I was none too pleased at all. I was like, okay, well, I'll show up and I'll wear my festive sweater, which I did. But then I just sat there mad the whole day because all we did was work. It's not a retreat, man. Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. Yours sounds better than mine. We did a couple hours of work, but then it was like lunch and games and thinking about our year and just celebrating and stuff. Yeah, I'm more into yours. I'm a lot more into yours. Yours sounds more fun. Mine was nothing different than the regular day, just slightly more festive. (laughs) Super cool. Thanks, guys. Good times. Great times. I was like, I have to go now because I don't want to do this. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, so as we are coming up to the end of the year, um, Chelsea and I are going to do something a little different this episode. We are going to be talking about some of our best and favorite things from 2022 and a look forward into 2023. It's kind of a recap. So we're going to be talking about our favorite books, our favorite memories, our most anticipated books, um, you know, just general, general overview of our last 365 days. And hopefully you'll get some more thriller ideas because um, I think we are going to be talking about so many thriller books today. We really are. many books. (laughs) 
we really are. And they're like the best ones. So we're yes. recommending our top book. So get a pen and paper, open your notes yes. app um, mm-hmm. or whatever type of Email app. yourself, you're ready to yeah. go. Yeah. So listen up because these are the good ones. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Sure. I'm happy to go first. Okay. okay. These are not in order, right? They're just Oh, yeah. Five. No, no, no. These are cool. – I, I, no, I couldn't choose. <laughs> okay. Same, same. Just checking. All right. So my first one, um, this was – I did cover it in an episode this year, episode three. It was Never Saw Me Coming by Vera Curian. Um, it was one of my favorite reads for this year. As a refresher, this is – Chloe is a freshman honor student going to college. She's a legging-wearing hot girl next door who also happens to be a psychopath. Mm. She's one of seven students in a D.C.-based college program that is studying seven of the students who are our psychopaths, led by a renowned psychologist who has a questionable legacy. Um, I love – I just – I love this book so much. It's so fun. It's a total popcorn thriller. It kept me engaged. I love learning about psychopaths. I love when we get to spend the, spend time in the minds of psychopaths because they're just crazy. Like they just Literally. do crazy things, which is so fun. Um, and I read it twice this year and I loved it even more the second time I read it. So Honestly, that's commitment to read a book two times when there's so – I know how many books are sitting on your TBR. Oh, so yeah. Don't even play. <laughs> there's so many. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's so many. And the fact that you read that one twice says so much about it. Yeah. It's it's really, really good. And um, I think this was her debut, actually. Impressive. Uh, yeah. It's it's very good. If you like psychopaths doing weird things or like dark academia, this is it. I mean, everyone likes a good psychopath. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? That's what I'm saying. Okay. So okay. my first one, um, I am going to be doing a full episode on this one later because it was mind-blowingly good it was one of my favorite books that I read this year and it's a look closer by David Ellis um uh so it was about have you read it I have read it yep okay it's one of the few times that we've actually both read the book (laughs) I know good good okay guys so it was about Simon and Vicky who were um a lawyer and a domestic violence advocate and they have a classic you know stable boring marriage but Not really. Nothing is as it seems. A body of a woman is found murdered right after Halloween, which like Mm -hmm. that already, you got me. You got me. But then after that, their marriage starts to unravel and secrets start to come out. And there's a $20 million trust fund involved that everybody wants. And both Simon and Vicky are hiding things about their past. And obviously those things are coming back to haunt them. And it was one of my favorite, favorite books because it was insanely twisted. Like not just a thriller twist. It was like Mm -hmm. for a thriller reader, which I've read endless amount of thrillers. And at this point, I'm kind of like, all of these are very obvious. I know what's going to, I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea what happened. Yeah. It was the most shocking ending that I had ever heard it so that was really good I don't want to spoil the future episode that we're having but it was wild so that was it and it's going to be a good episode when it comes up but for now you have that one to look forward to that is awesome um yeah I'm excited I'm excited for you to talk about it because we have some we have some discussion to have about that book yeah a hundred percent and we will (laughs) Uh, okay, so my next favorite book of the year was All Her Little Secrets by Wanda M. Morris. 
Ooh. Um, this book was so good. Okay, so I read it in the spring. Give you some context. I read it in the spring, right when I was going through a lot of stuff with my mom and her Alzheimer's, and this was the perfect book for that time. And I'll tell you why when I get to my thoughts. But it's a twisted mystery about a black lawyer named Elise Littlejohn who gets caught in a dangerous conspiracy after the sudden death of her boss. She's been having an affair with him. He brought her to the big legal company they're at, and she finds him dead. Then she just walks away because Mm. she has too many dark secrets of her own to be attached to this murder. The company then promotes her, the lone black lawyer, to replace her boss. And while Ellis is excited, she knows something feels off and it is very hinky about some of the things that the leadership – If I mean, if you've ever worked in like a – corporate type environment Mm -hmm. stuff I was reading I was like uh yeah that's like red flags all over the place okay so yeah so that was pretty cool um I loved this book because it was twisty and it covered topics like systemic racism nefarious corporate greed and family secrets um so that was really fun the thriller part of the story was really well done um, but for me, what took it over the top was the way that Wanda portrayed caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's. Um, yeah. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second, but it's a theme or a trope that keeps coming up in a lot of books lately. And mm-hmm. I only read thrillers, and for some reason, they, it keeps coming up in thrillers. And um, sometimes to me, especially that I'm a caregiver for my mom, it feels like it's a plot convenience in a lot of books. Like yeah. it's just it's interchangeable with amnesia. Um, but it's not. It's incredibly painful. And yeah. Wanda, the way she wrote about wrote about it is from a place of experience. So even though I would have loved to not have that in the story, um, it was done really, really well. And I felt like for me, reading this, her words really buoyed me at a time when things were really tough with dealing with it in real life, just mm-hmm. the way it was handled so with so much care. And so the thriller itself was good. And I, I mean, you could take that part out and it was still an amazing book. But for me at that moment in time, this way, this will always be one of my favorite books just because of the way I feel like all of the messaging and the themes throughout the entire book were, were deeper um, and also just really, really well done. So. Okay. Wow. That yeah. sounds amazing. And I think yeah. that's so true. Like sometimes when you read books at certain points in your life, they mean more than other times, you know, like they yeah. really stick with you, which I think is really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, like it's just like music. Certain music will get you through certain times. Yes. Sometimes books are that same thing. They're an escape. Um, so this is why I get on my soapbox about like, can we not all have Alzheimer's in our books? Because like yeah. I'm trying to escape that. Thanks. Yeah. But um, especially when it's done as a trope or as yeah. a um, something that's done like instead of amnesia, it sometimes yeah. it feels like that. And that's tough. But this di- this did a really good job. Okay, good to know. Good to know. And that's also good to know for like a trigger as well. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so my next one is Runtime by Katherine Ryan Howard, which I did an episode on, episode three. And if you guys remember, obviously gave it five stars. It was also the December Thrillers by the Book Club pick. Um, So yeah, this month, hopefully people are loving it. And the reason that... I loved it is that it was super meta, which I thought was fun. It was about Final Draft, which is a psychological horror set in the remote woods of Ireland, a horror movie. So it was 
pretty much saying, based on a true story that hasn't happened yet, Adele thinks the movie is her big break and also the recovery from the disaster that was her first um, try to be an actor. And then she heads to Ireland. She leaves LA. She goes into the remote woods. And as soon as she gets there, she gets a text that says, get out of there now. So she gets terrified. She thinks there's something more going on. It's not just a horror movie, but... Um, this is the one that had like a movie and a movie and a movie, oh, yeah. which is <laughs> and, like, amazing. Like, a book and a movie or something. Yes, like that. it's a book. Yes, and a movie and a book. <laughs> the movie films a book that's about a book that's in a movie that has a book about it. It's like what? But really, she does such a good job of writing it where you're like, I understand what you're saying. Like it doesn't yeah, sound yeah. confusing. <clears throat> and I remember one thing I loved about this book is that they had a lot of like deeper meanings in it about how. You know, sometimes we have to save ourselves about women empowerment and a lot of kind of interesting things like that where it spoke mm-hmm. to you on a more a deeper level, um, especially about, you know, women and how they're treated in lots of different areas, actually, um, because of decisions that people make like men make at a higher level. So it was really good. Five stars, obviously. And you can go back and listen to episode three if you want to hear about Runtime by Katherine Ryan Howard. Ooh, I am, as soon as we are done here, I'm pulling it off the shelf because yes. I forgot that it's the December book club pick, like the national wow. like, the overall well, chapter. I know. I I mean, look, we the Seattle chapter chose a different book for December, but wow. Wow. Uh, I will get it so I can read it and I can be in the chats because that will be really fun. Okay, great. Um, okay. So uh, my next book is by the same author. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. My, mine was 56 Days by Catherine. Oh, Ryan COVID theme. Yep. Yep. So here's the thing. I avoided this when it came out in 2021 because it just felt like it was too soon. Just yes. Too soon. But in February of this year, I listened to it on audiobook as I was driving um, to Tucson from Seattle to go move in with my mom. And I was in a, like a big slump and I just was in a slump in general, not just reading, but uh, and everything. And this book was the perfect escape. It was so good. Yeah. Five stars. So this is about 56 days ago, Sierra and Oliver meet in Dublin and there's a spark. And then that same week, COVID hits Ireland and everything shuts down. 35 days ago, Sierra and Oliver move in together for their bubble during lockdown. And then today, one of them is dead. So it's a story about Sierra and Oliver and their backstories. And these are obviously two people who don't know each other, but have like these romantic feelings for each other. Um, so they're hooking up and then they're like, hey, can we try to make this work during um, during this time where we're being you know, shut in in a bubble? And then um, turns out there's lots of secrets that are involved, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this, for me, it wasn't as triggers, triggering as I'd expected with COVID. Um, so I was like, okay, this actually wasn't too bad. Uh, it's a prominent part of the story, but I didn't feel like it was like gratuitous or over the top. Um, so that was good. And we spent way more time with the characters and their secrets from themselves and each other than we did with anything else. Most of the twists happened in the last fourth of the book. The first one, I was like, whoa, didn't see that coming. The second, I was like, whoa, what? The last (laughs) one was like, holy fucking shit, I have to pull over. What the hell just happened? (laughs) So, um, yeah. like She's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I, again, I was like kind of nervous because it was going to be COVID. And I was like, no, this – it's just – it's way more beyond that. It's so good. So Agreed. 
Yeah. Okay. She's making an appearance for both of us on this list. I know. I mean, Catherine Ryan Howard is next level. Like, ever since I read The Nothing Man, I'm like, you are – have you read The Nothing Man? I haven't. This 56 Days is the only book of hers Uh, I've read. And I have – the Nothing Man, um, uh, I think I keep ordering it with Libby, like, over and over and over again. It's, I just haven't listened to it yet. It <laughs> is it, uh, runtime. so freaking good. It has a – it's kind of based, in a way, on, like, the Golden State Killer. <gasps> oh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, need to read it with that right case. now. Okay. It is right. so freaking good. Like, that's what got me into her books, and I've never – like every book she comes out with, I'm like immediately we'll buy this book. She is so good. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Um, I guess I'm just gonna do like a Catherine Ryan Howard weekend or something. Yes, so I'll do the Nothing Man and <laughs> Run Time in the next couple of weeks, and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I even have more recommendations of like her older books too, if you need them because they're all good. <laughs> like, there's none that aren't good. That's awesome. And that's saying a lot because even like my most favorite authors, there's at least one book I've DNF'd. So I think that that's, that's pretty, that's saying a ton. Exactly. Alrighty. So my next one, I have not done an episode on. Um, so I'll share a little bit more information. I read it at the beginning of this year. I believe it came out last year, maybe. Um, but I read this year, so that still counts. And it oh, is yeah. the final girl support group by Grady Hendricks. Um, so I'll tell you. This was what, this is one of your favorites, huh? I loved it. Okay. Loved okay. it. Okay. So I will read you a little of my review that I wrote um, because – oh, so good. Okay. In every good horror movie, there is a final girl. The girl last girl left when the killing is done and the monster is defeated. There are survivors, the girl who fought back and defeated the bad guy. But what happens to the final girl after that? The final girl support group follows Lynette, who's a real-life final girl who's just trying to survive. Uh, after some trauma in her life, her life is filled with fear and paranoia. And pretty much the only thing keeping her, you know, sane is the final girl support group, which is her and five other final girls that have been meeting for years with a therapist trying to cope with their unique situations. So it's this group of final girls who um, goes to kind of like therapy and talks about what it feels like to be the remaining victim of a serial killer. And they're Mm -hmm. all kind of based in different horror tropes. So, you know, someone, there was a girl who was a survivor of a camp massacre and there's, you know, there's all these different ones, but these final girl stories are not done yet. One day, one of them misses a meeting and that is just the beginning of something much bigger going on. The final girls are being hunted and that is what Lynette has been training for this whole time. She knew she would have to be prepared. (laughs) So she tries to figure out who was trying to kill them all and why. And Another, I mean, I love Grady Hendrix personally. Mm -hmm. I love that his books are all so different. So Mm -hmm. this one is nothing like A Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, which is nothing like Horror Store, which, you know, they're all so unique. And this was, I think this was probably my favorite one um, because the use of the final girl trope, but also Mm -hmm. because it was a book about, really, it was a book about female empowerment and final girls being their own heroes. Like sometimes nobody is going to save you. You have to save yourself. And the book talks a lot about how we cope with trauma and how mm-hmm. everybody has their own unique stories. And I liked that the heroines in this book are, they're all like really flawed and have a lot of issues, but they're inspiring, they're relatable. 
And the book is full of action. It has action the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if that action is like pulling on your different emotions. So sometimes it's happy. Sometimes it's sad. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's heartbreak. Um, And kind of felt like you were going on a journey with all these different twists. And I think another thing I kind of mentioned, but like what I liked about it is this seems like a book that all women can relate to um, because it pretty much gives us the power to believe in ourselves. Like we all have the potential to be a like, quote unquote, final girl, like we're never gonna <laughs> quit, you know, yeah, like yeah. we have the power as women to like, kind of take back what the power, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so I love the story. I love the writing. I love the characters. I love the book. It was so good. Um, I gave it five stars. And I think you guys should check it out if you haven't read it. I that is fascinating to me. I you didn't like, like it. I did. It is not my not my favorite. Nope. What <laughs> in <Yep>. tar nation? <laughs> I know because I was gonna say I hear everything that you're saying. I'm mad. I'm mad and at you right I, now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do you didn't not get like those things? Do you not like sh- strong women and female empowerment? I love strong women and female empowerment. It's I just, just interesting. Like this book fell flat. It like get out of here, man. Like it just didn't. No, 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 no. 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 <sighs> okay, <laughs> this listeners. Is why, this is why everybody like reading is subjective, right? Because totally. And I'm not saying it was bad. I, totally. I did three stars. I was entertained. It's enough for me to remember. Like, I remember reading the book. I remember what happened in it. Yeah. Um, so, but, and I mean, he had good writing and there was um, like the good twist at the end. I just felt like some of the stuff that happened, I was like, what the, what is even going on right now? Oh my but, gosh. Yeah. I'm upset. It was so good. <laughs> Listeners, go read this book and then tell us which yes. if you're team Olivia tell us who's right. Or yeah, please tell us who's right. Like it's fine if it's not me, but also you're wrong because it was yeah. really good. Same here though, because yeah. clearly Chelsea's wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, taste, not, but I'm not wrong. No, it's so it's, good. It is. It's not it's not a bad book. It's not one that I DNF'd and it's not a bad book. It just wasn't my favorite. I it just was, so literally five I love stars your perspective of like how much you loved it and all the things you got out yeah. of it because I was like I did not get any of that <laughs> no that's fair I'm definitely the type of person who like reads into books and like takes the subtext and like the deeper meaning oh, yeah. even when weird stuff's happening I'm like but it was for the greater good of the final girl going against her inner demon this like I think like that okay. so yeah it's understandable I'm just like I want to know do I like it and then sometimes right. I'll think a deeper but Honestly, I'm like, did I like this book? This was fun. I had a good time reading yeah. it. Or like, it blew me away. Or you're um, like, why does this girl have a bulletproof chamber in her apartment? That's real weird. Listen, I mean, yeah. she, her training situation was hilarious and amazing. Yeah. And I was like super into that. I think it when it got later, there was like a whole park scene. There was uh, a lot like, of weird stuff. that. I oh, and like that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the, the cross country piece. I didn't like that. So Here's there's the thing. Just, it yeah. all goes together to create a very weird, as all Grady Hendrix books are. They're freaky. So maybe that's they're it. weird. Maybe, they're like not normal. Oh, it's super weird, but like good weird. Like it's similar yeah. to um My Heart is a Chainsaw and that series where it's just like okay. uncomfortably weird, where you're just like, why is this so violent for no reason? But I loved it. Yeah, okay. Loved okay. It. Yeah, I'm I didn't not sorry. Really like Hearts a chainsaw either. So. <laughs> it's it's been a good run, and we've had a yeah. nice podcast. Goodbye, farewell, but 
See y'all later. <laughs> it's over. Um, uh, okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's, you know, again, it's subjective. We all have different tastes, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. So uh, my next one, I'm going to save the last one because I think we might have the same one of them. Oh, the okay. So I'm going to save my my that one. So okay. this uh, next one is The Fourth Monkey by J.D. Barker. <gasps> I love that book. Oh yeah, I love I it. Know. I love that whole series is okay. so good. Have you so read the good. whole series? I have the other two books. I haven't oh. read them yet. I but I know. But they're so thick. They're just so chunky, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, I gotta, like I got to make the time to read these two. No, anyway, it'll go by um, in a second. It's I know. so good. I have no doubt. So I will be covering this in an upcoming podcast um, yes. episode. It's on my list, I think, uh, towards, you know, later in the 2023. Um, but just as a high level, the, what sold me first thing is what how they pitched it. Seven yep. meets Silence of the Lambs. What? Sign me up. Sign me so up. Good. Sign me up. I'm in. Um, so I was like, okay. And um, okay, so the book is about uh, for, for over five years, the four monkey killer has terrorized the residents of Chicago. When his body is found, the police quickly realize that he was on his way to deliver one final message, one that proves that he has taken another victim who may still be alive. So that means that the killer is dead and he has a victim who is alive, Mm. um, hidden somewhere. Then as the lead investigator for the 4MK task force, Detective Sam Porter knows even in death, the killer is far from finished. When he discovers a personal diary in the jacket pocket of the body, uh, Porter finds himself caught up in the mind of a psychopath, unraveling a twisted history in hopes of finding one last girl, all while struggling with personal demons of his own. With only a handful of clues, the elusive killer's identity remains a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. Okay, so high-level thoughts on this. A creepy serial killer? Check. Yep. A childhood journal? Check. Fucked up families? Check. Yep. A brave detective? Check. A twist you don't see coming? Check. Yes, this book has the ingredients of everything that I love in a book. It does. So it really this does. This a five star. So I completely agree with you. And that series yeah. is amazing. It's yeah. just so, oh, so good. I will say that I do know um, that the second book ends in To Be Continued, which I think that if I had it, if I, I had been a fan of these when they were first coming out, because they've been out a while, and I was like waiting for each one to come out, the level of pissed off I would have been <laughs> to be yeah. continued in book two would yeah. be so high. So I'm glad that I have I have them. Yeah. Uh, so that when I finish two, I can go straight into the, the, the next one. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. Um, yeah. Okay. My next one, and I think this is one you're talking about, was The Last Housewife by Ashley yeah. Winstead. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, you guys know I talked about it in episode five. It was obviously one of my favorite books this year. If you don't remember, it's about Shay, who's a girl who's trying to forget her past. And one of her friends from college, she finds out that she commits suicide to bring back memories of another suicide and some of the things that she went through long ago. And then she finds out um, about that, that her friend killed herself from a true crime podcast, which is also by one of her previous friends. And so she goes with him, his name's Jamie, to dig into it a little bit more. And it was a culty cult cult book. So culty. <laughs> it reminded me of Nexium. Um, loved it. Loved, 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 loved it. Um, it's super dark. It's full of church. Like, go listen to episode five. Mm-hmm. There's so many trigger warnings in this book. Yeah. It's all trigger warnings. Um, so yeah, 
Uh, it's about gender. It's about power. It's about fear. It's about control. It's so good. Ashley Weinstead. She's also in our finale episode of season one, yep. um, which was episode 10. Um, so check those out. Yeah. So that this was my my fifth uh, book mm-hmm. of the year, too. Uh, we each did five. Last, the Last Housewife. And so, it, I mean, I agree. It's so good. Uh, it was one of my favorites because I had a massive book hanger, hangover after I read it. Um, when I was reading it, I said this in the in the episode we did with Ashley, I think, um, episode 10. But when I was reading it, I literally stopped and was like, this is just on a different level. Like mm-hmm. this, the writing is lyrical, but not too purple. Um, it's where it's like, you know, cheesy. It, it's the story is dark and it's uncomfortable, but I didn't find it to be cr- gratuitously violent. So yeah. there was a lot of there's a lot of trigger warnings as Chelsea mentioned, but um if violence is one I didn't feel like it was super over the top, but I was wholly sucked into this story, like couldn't get enough and even now like when I think about it, I just get like heart eyes and like my little my yeah. little I'm just like, "Oh, it's just so good." So It's so good. It, it is so good. It really it really is. <laughs> so well written. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, um, so that was your last one. Yep, that's my last one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my last one is another book that is new to this podcast, The Golden Couple by Greer Hendricks, which I read oh. in early in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you read that one? I have. It's been on my shelf, but I have not okay. read it yet. I have read all of their other work, though. So, okay. Like, Anonymous Girl. Um, yeah. Like, all the other ones. You know what okay, let about. me tell you about it then. Okay. This book is about a couple, Marissa and Matthew Bishop, and their relationship with their new therapist, Avery. Avery claims to fix her clients in 10 sessions with some unconventional therapy methods. So the Bishops seem like the perfect couple, but... Um, there's a reason that Marissa cheated on Matthew and that's kind of what they're there to discuss. And as Avery and the bishops dive deeper into their marriage, they realize that there's a lot more there than they originally thought. So I loved this book. So Avery, the therapist, was an amazing character, had tons of layers. And I liked that this book was also from a couple different perspectives and each chapter you kind of got deeper into the characters. So you learned with them as the book went on, which was something that I really liked. And it was also one of those books that could have gone any way. So you don't know how it's going to end because there's like a thousand avenues and you're not really sure which direction it's going to go at all. So I really like that because that's kind of what I look for in a thriller is not a non-predictable ending with lots of alternatives. And this had that, which I thought was really cool. Um, So it was really good. Well written. I, I think I listen to it on audio I believe and that was really good because the characters felt real like they felt like that's great yeah yeah so very good recommend awesome well that sounds like a good one um again one day I will get through this TBR pile it's like man I want to read this too so basically from this podcast I now have you've given me three books to read (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. I hope that our listeners are taking away just as much. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully all of them. They're all good. Guys. Yeah. I promise. I mean, really, if we're saying um, the best of the best of the year, I think, you know, I personally think that says a lot, but whatever. Yeah. Agree. (laughs) Totally agree. Okay. So now we have some kind of fun, like best of things from this year. Um, so Olivia, what is the best meal that you had in 2022? 
Um, I love this question, first mm-hmm. of all. I'm Thank so you. excited that you wrote it. Yes, it was Thank a you. question. For me, I think I talked about it on the podcast as well, but that pork dish that I had oh, in yes. Hawaii, holy crap. I like even thinking about <laughs> it, I still like feel it, taste it in my mouth. It was so good. It was like this vinegar pork, like vinegar uh, vegetables and this pork thing. I don't know. And Go back and listen. I think it was episode five or six that I talked about it. <laughs> it was amazing. Love that. What was your best meal? My best meal. So it's a split. So one of them, I anything with truffles is for me. Okay. Like truffle okay. pasta, truffle oil, truffle mushroom. So I had this really good truffle oil mushroom pasta with okay. like five oh types of mushrooms. And oh my gosh, I just drooled a little. It was so <laughs> good. But the other one, <clears throat> my husband is a very good cook. Like mm-hmm. so good. Amazing. Yeah. And I just found out about that this year because he never cooked for me in the past. And this last year, I'm like, you know what? I'm not cooking anymore because I hate it. <laughs> so if you want to eat, maybe you could cook. And he's like, all right. And he's like, so good at it. I'm oh, I'm mad. Joe, so, Joe, you've been keeping secrets. What's going yes, on? Buddy? <laughs> yes. He was like, I guess I could make like some stuff. And I'm like, you're a freaking chef. You're a chef and I'm annoyed at you. So the other night <clears throat> I was like, you know, it would be great to just have some queso. And he's like, okay. So he made queso from scratch. And uh, it was like yum. the biggest compliment I can give any chef or any person that's cooking is this taste like I got it from a restaurant. Like that's the nicest okay. compliment I have. Okay. Yeah, that would <laughs> be good. That's what I told him. I was like, this tastes like a straight up restaurant queso. So oh, good. Man. Just cheese and cheese and cheese, and we just dipped like a bunch of things in it, and it was amazing. That sounds amazing. Okay, it well, was. I'm gonna need him to make that for me. So yeah, yeah, please, come visit. Please. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, come visit. Okay, best trip that you took. Oh well, this is gonna be the theme throughout the rest of this category. So sorry, cool. I was so tired of hearing me talk about it, but I will talk about it all day until I'm blue in the face. But so Hawaii. No. Oh, <laughs> it was good. Hawaii was good. No, Thriller Fest when I went to Thriller oh, yeah! Fest in New York. Um, so I was there for a week. It was. It literally ch- it changed my life. I'm. I'm like. I'm not being dramatic. It really did. I. Like I talked about earlier. Like my. Um, I didn't have any like goals. I didn't know what like what I was trying to do. And then all of a sudden, I was like, maybe I should try to write a book. And then I kind of went down this rabbit hole and I found ITW and then I found Thriller Fest. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go to this conference. Like, what the heck? Like, just decided I'm just going to put the money in for it. And yeah. it was literally the one of the best weeks of my entire life. It, it, it sounds was, like it. Honestly. It really was. Yeah. That sounds life changing. It, I mean, truly. Um, and I've got several more of my answers in these questions are related cool. to it because it really just made my it was really the highlight of my year how about you what was your best trip I mean I have to say Egypt right <laughs> I was gonna say like Egypt right <laughs> I yeah it was Egypt for sure because uh I was looking forward to it for a full year because we always buy our trips a year in advance and okay. so I was waiting and waiting and waiting and it was right after all these work trips which are they're cool but they're not fun you yeah. know it's a lot of like running to catch my plane getting delayed mm-hmm. being smashed into an airplane with a bunch of people but yeah. and I mean Egypt was the same thing but it was fun because we saw all types of things and yeah it was just anywhere international is usually my favorite type oh, of trips yeah. but this yeah. one was special because we I actually went to Egypt in 2010 and my me and my sister and we talk about it a lot and so this time we got to bring our husband so that was super special for us and your parents too yeah and my parents so it was a good family trip that sounds amazing it was it really was 
I'm so happy for you that you got to do that. Have you guys already booked your trip for 2023? We have Thailand. Um, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay well okay let me let me just quickly do a little aside we're not sponsored no one is paying us for anything so keep that in mind but i will quickly tell you guys my secret which don't all go buying all my stuff up you know but (laughs) it's called travel zoo travel zoo travel zoo they Mm -hmm. have all these deals we went to to China in 2020 for $300 for 10 days yeah. for the flights, for the food, for the hotels, everything, literally $300. They have insane deals. Yeah. So a lot of times when people are like, traveling so expensive, it's not. Our Thailand trip is $400 and it's wow. also 10 days. So That's check amazing. out Travel Zoo. They are amazing. If you're like, maybe this is a scam, it's not. I went, I vetted it for you. I can guarantee <laughs> No, I can't guarantee. I take that back. But yeah, maybe maybe don't put that on the line. Yeah, but DM me and based I'll, on her experience. Yeah, yeah. It works. I'll DM me and I'll let you know if you need some travel stuff. I got you because it's a deal. Yeah, no, that that's pretty pretty amazing. Um, well, Chelsea, what was your best memory from the year? Oh, okay. So I was thinking about this and I was like, how could you ever pick just one memory? It's impossible. But I did kind of narrow it down to, we went camping um, in Monterey. So we were right on the coast, like Carmel by the sea in this beautiful area. And it was like all this nature. I'm not a nature person, really, to be honest, but it was fresh air. You're not? Chelsea, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's shocking. By the way I put off that vibe that I love dirt and very you know. granola. Yes, yes, of course. So I was blackmailed into camping, let's be honest. And they forced me to go. So I went camp, but it was beautiful. Like the views are beautiful, the fresh air is beautiful. We woke up super early, which I hate, and we went hiking, which I hate, and it rained, which I hate, but I loved it all. It was That's all so amazing. Aww. Yes, it was fresh, it was fun. We went with some friends and it was just a really good time. And I, I think it was such a good memory because it's something I normally don't enjoy. And it was so fun because of the people. So that was one Aww. of my best memories. What about that you? That is very cool. Uh, well, for me, it, it was an experience at Thriller Fest. Um, of course. Of course. I mean, it's just, it's really going to be a theme. I'm just I love this. So, uh, so for me, um, the first time I let somebody read my writing, um, yeah. And it was a positive response. Like I let my friend, my my best friend had read like a couple of pages, but I was like very nervous about somebody like a professional, you know, someone who knows what they're doing, um, yeah. reading it. And so I, I pushed myself and I did this thing called a masterclass at Thriller Fest where you submit um, like 10, 20 pages of your work. And then as a group, it's like a t- small group of people with a, 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 usually a published author is the instructor and they're going over the writing with you of like how to make it stronger and all these yeah. things. So mine was J.D. Barker. Um, and I okay, did not pick cool. my, his, his book because of this, but I read his book because he was my masterclass instructor. And I was like, oh, oh, excuse me. He knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> okay. So, but, so it was the first time I'd let, it, let anyone really read it. And it was like out loud in a group of people um, that I didn't know and they're all writers so it was really in, um, yes yeah you can tell like how uh, I, like, I'm even still <laughs> having that feeling like I was it was very nerve-wracking um and until this year until 2022 I've never written a single word of fiction never okay um, okay so I like just read a ton of books and I was like I'll try it out and um uh he he read it 
and uh, with the group. And then he asked me, like, do you read a lot of Karen Slaughter? Because this reads very similar to her. <gasps> I, I like started. You just to passed out. Like, yeah. I, I, like I was floored. I went up in my room later. I definitely cried. Like yeah. I'm almost crying right now. Like yeah. she's my favorite author by far. And I oh was, my gosh, I've never. I, and I'm not saying like that's going to be a thing. Like th- th- one day an agent might pick up my work and it may happen and that's great. But it doesn't matter because no one can take away this moment. Yeah, of, like, 100%. Absolute floor. Oh my God. Maybe I'm not terrible at this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but mostly it was just like – it's like the biggest compliment I could have ever – A hundred percent. It's like the support and like validation that you yes. need to feel yeah. like you're doing something and not just there, you know? Like that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so that was um, that was by far my best memory of the year, and I, I'm like I'm still shaking just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how yeah. about best show that you watched in 2022? Oh my god, I'm so excited! You are gonna laugh at these two things because they cool. are probably not at all what you would expect. All right, um, my two favorite shows that I watched in 2022 is a show on Netflix called Disjointed. Okay. Have you ever seen it? So it has Kathy uh, Bates in it. I have not. Kathy Bates runs a weed shop and they're all like stoners and stuff in there. And it's, and every episode they, you know, they talk about smoking and stuff, but it's about like how cannabis is a healing, um, uh, healing thing. I can't even think Mm -hmm. of words right now. Oh, the thing. Yeah. It's the the thing. It's the healing (laughs) thing. It's like medicinal. Yeah. So it's medicinal, whatever. But they're talking about how it's like healing for people and it helps people with like PTSD and anxiety and all of these other things. And so there's like some great messaging in it, but it's also, I find it hilarious. Each episode has a little section of an animated sequence that has nothing to do with anything else. It's just really fun. It's fun to watch when you're stoned. Um, so disjointed. I think I've watched that that series. They only have two seasons. I think I've watched it about seven times this year. Wow! 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 Um, wow! Wow! Yeah, I love it. It's really. I think it's hilarious. Committed. My, yeah, my second favorite show that I watched this year is Ghosts on CBS. Is it's that like a, the one? It's like a comedy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 These people, these like couple, inherits a a big mansion, and in they're in New York, and they go to upstate New York where the mansion is, and they decide to live there, and they're gonna turn it into a B and B. And then um, the girl like falls down the stairs and suddenly she can see ghosts. And then there's all of the ghosts that have died on this property from like uh, there's like a Native American to like the very, very first indigenous people that were there all Mm -hmm. the way to somebody who died in like the late 90s. Um, oh, and so okay. there's like different characters, and, so, and it's just it's a hilarious little comedy. There's like a Revolutionary War person. There's a Viking. There's the um, oh, there's like a, a Gilded Age woman who's wow. very you know whatever. There's a hippie. So it's like a huge diverse cast. It's hilarious, and it's that super sounds very goofy. funny. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch that because I have seen it, and I'm like, I do want to watch this, but I just never have. You should. It's just it's real cute. It's just so adorable. Yeah. heartwarming yeah 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 what were your what was your favorite show my favorite show it was it's called the sex lives of college girls it's okay. on hbo that, yeah yes mm-hmm. it's directed by mindy kaling so it's okay. hilarious it is like so funny it's kind of i guess it's like i don't even know how to describe it it's it's just 
about so there's these four girls who are freshmen at the university and it kind of like follows them around they're you know living their best life doing all this crazy stuff but it has a lot of deeper kind of things as well but you can definitely yeah. tell that Mindy Kaling wrote it because it's like a comedian wrote it it's hilarious yeah and it's a really good way to just like sit there and be like blow off steam and just have a <laughs> good time so I really liked it uh that season two awesome. is on right now so just saying very cool very cool yeah. I've heard of it I'll need to I'll need to watch that put it on my list of things you know my ever-growing list of yes. entertainment. <laughs> so good HBO. Uh, sorry say again I said it's on HBO oh it's on HBO okay yeah cool, cool. Yeah. yeah 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 um what was the best movie that you watched this year okay so here's the thing I never watch movies never 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 like Unless it's a holiday, mm-hmm. like Christmas movies or whatever. I don't watch movies, so it was really hard for me to think of them. Yeah. The only thing I thought of was that this year I watched Halloween for the first time and liked okay. it enough. Yeah. 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 So I feel good about that. The fact that I tried and liked it, it wasn't that scary. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's the best, but I feel successful with that choice. I am very proud of you. I'm very proud Thank of you for you. trying a classic horror movie. That is excellent progress. Thank We're you. We're going to get you up to Scream eventually. Okay. <laughs> what was yours? <laughs> um, well, uh, I I watched a lot of movies this year, but I really don't really watch movies. Like, they're on, and I pretty much just, like, play them sure. or something. So I wouldn't say I, like, remember very many. Um, so I went with the one we most recently talked about in Barbarian. That was probably Love my it. favorite movie this year. Okay, okay. It was okay. really good. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> good. I'm so happy you enjoyed it. <laughs> I know. I messaged, I messaged Joe, your husband, and I was like, hey, Chelsea said that you watched Barbarian. Let's yeah, he loved it. it and had no one to talk about it with. Yeah. He tried to tell me about it, and I was like, uh, okay, like, no. right. <laughs> Uh, okay gotta go okay bye all right what was your favorite podcast this year oh my god great question well i'm gonna have to go with ours duh duh Duh. honestly there's no other answer (laughs) i'm mad (laughs) it's just i do i do have a second answer Wait, what? Um, uh, no, I mean, it's, I know, Terrace is awful, but. Far, um, far down the list. Okay. Way down the on. list. Sure. Mostly this, but then um, there's a podcast called The Shit No One Tells You About Writing. Um, oh. two agents on there and an author, and they do, um, they talk about all different aspects of writing, and they'll do, like, if you are an aspiring author and you want to query an agent, um, they'll do uh, query critiques and different things. It's just really great education about how to become a writer. Um, very well done podcast. But I mean, it really pales compared to ours where we're very organized and very um, put together. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. No but I guess if you be... have to listen to something else. Sure. If you were forced to, I guess there's another one that you could yeah. if you really needed to. For me, I honestly have to say cold when you recommended Yay! it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that podcast was amazing. I'm so excited for the next season. I don't have time to listen to it yet, but when I do, I'm all over it because season one blew my mind. Bananas, right? Literally Bananas. Yeah. blew my mind. Okay. Oh. Go ahead. What was, Sorry. What was the best gift you got this year? I will tell you. I am looking okay. at it right now. So there was this Instagram like artist type person. And they posted, it's this picture of a pumpkin field. And in the pumpkin field, there's these two ghosts that are holding hands. Aww. And I thought it was really cute. 
uh, and Joe surprised me and he bought me a print of it. Oh, I know. That's and it's amazing. Here. Yeah, so it's here in my office and it's just two ghosts standing in a pumpkin field holding hands and it makes my heart melt every single time I see it. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> so cute. That is so cute. Okay, you're going to have to, you know what, post it when you. Okay, um, good, we, good call. On social media so we can all see that because that. Amazing. It's so cute. What's oh your God. best gift? Mine was um it's from a bookstagrammer, actually. Oh. Um, so when I finished my first draft of my book, um, I posted about that I did that. And um, a fellow bookstagrammer, her name is Brianna. Her handle is at bereads.pnw. That's B-E-E-R-E-A-D-S dot P N W. Brianna um sent me this book. It has blank pages in it. And it was like encouraging words of how I could use it to sketch out new ideas or maybe like sketch out the like the location and stuff like this to help the story come alive. It was unsolicited, totally surprised. Like I just it was my first gift I got, um, my first piece of mail I got under my my pen name, Olivia Day. So I was super excited. And I like, it just was so sweet and so unexpected. Um, so I want to give her a shout out. So thank you so much, Brianna. But also, Brianna, if you are a romance uh, reader, as we know some of our thriller readers are, listeners are, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. you guys are doing. But if you are, um, Brianna runs a, a pop-up bookstore. It's an online bookstore. Um, it's called Wicked Words. And you can find Ooh. it on Instagram at, at shop wicked words. And um, it has romance, dark romance, dark fantasy romance. So there's all different kinds of things that are in there. She's got great products. She's got teas and bookmarks and stickers. And um, I, I've bought multiple things from her. Um, I bought one book because it said serial killer in the name of the title. So I was like, obviously, mm-hmm. I've got to get it. But, um, but I've got other products and stuff too. Anyway, I just want to give her a shout out because – Literally, it was just the the sweetest gift. Just so surprising. That's so thoughtful. I really love yeah. that. Isn't it so nice? And yes. She's in a, uh, one of my book clubs with me, and I, like, just really – it was just so, so sweet. So Yeah, I love that. That's really thoughtful. Yeah. What was okay. your most uh, meaningful event or transformative moment of the year? We're going to get a little deeper <sighs> now. Well – I, I mean, I really have to say breaking my foot. Um, I mean, that's because, not funny. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, okay, if I'm trying to look at it in the positive way, it okay. really made that. me slow down and take a break in a way, especially with my job. I'm constantly traveling. I'm constantly mm-hmm. going. And there was like a forced time when I could not walk and so for me that that was a good time to kind of slow down like take time to think and process and get things done and you know just have that moment where it's like not always rushing not always Mm -hmm. focusing on work and actually taking time to like heal obviously I didn't heal but that's not my fault (laughs) that is not (laughs) your fault yeah I tried yeah. I tried my best, and but also it's like facing fears. Like so, tomorrow morning is my surgery mm. at five a.m. Oh, brighter! I know. Do you have to get there at like three or something. I or have what? to get. Well, I have to get there at like five. I think I have to get there at five, and then it's at seven. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, I have to get there super early. Um. So I will say facing fears, though I have not faced it yet. I'm very nervous about being under anesthesia because I don't like. Not not knowing what's happening. I like being in control of my feelings and thoughts. Uh, But after tomorrow, when I'm forced to do this, I will face my fears. And I think that's important. 
I think that that's really important too. And I'm really proud of you for taking that uh, perspective of it and saying, yeah. okay, this is me facing something that was a challenge, finding the positive in it, and then taking that as a, a challenge to overcome your fears. And even if that's everything from I have to be slowed down and just I have to be home yeah. to, to then the surgery itself. But I'm sending yeah. you lots of healing vibes. You're going to Thank do you. Great. I need them. I'm going to be knocked out, but I need them still. <laughs> Okay, well, what about you? Oh, well, um, so my most meaningful event, transformative moment, um, was when I moved my mom into memory care. Um, yeah. It was, it was a challenge, but like you, I try to see the good in it. And the good is that she is surrounded by people now that are like her. She has friends. She has activities. She's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I see her smiling a lot. And then for me, it's a huge weight off my shoulders of constant worry. Like I still always worry, but it's yeah. not to the same level as I was when she was um, alone before. So yeah. Yeah. So moving her there and it was, and it was hard. Like that was like, oh my God, I can't believe we have to do this. And she's like not even 60 yet. And all of these things, it was, it was crazy. Now it, now it's like, we're getting used to it. She's used to it. Mm-hmm. She's got a routine and that makes me incredibly happy and does take some of the the weight off. So yeah, yeah. I believe that. That I mean, I can't imagine how hard that would be, but also like, yeah. I think it's a good way to look at it as like the positives and the things that it can end up helping with as well. Yeah. I mean, definitely the whole thing with this, I mean, she's, we're coming up to four years diagnosed. So we're probably about halfway through. Um, not usually people live about eight years after diagnosis. And, um, I will say the one thing with it is that it has brought me and my brother closer together. We've had fights, but we've also like, we spend more time talking to each other. Sometimes we just call each other and bullshit and never, never, never in our lives were we like this. So that's so cool. I mean, I think that it was a, that's a gift. It may yeah. not be the gift we wanted, but it's the gift we got. So yeah. yeah. I think that's a really good way to look at it too. Yeah. Is just like yeah. taking the positives that you can. Yeah, you have to. You have because otherwise, I mean, everything that can be going on, like even with yours as well, like even with your broken foot, that could easily go down a very dark path of like sure. everything is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're taking the active work. We talked about that earlier at the top of the show, like, you know, taking yeah. each day and trying to find something good in every day. So speaking of that, what is something that you're most proud of from this year? Yeah. I mean, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but allowing myself to figure out that I have dreams and to chase them. This this podcast was a big part of that, working towards becoming an author, learning about a new industry. I've spent countless hours researching and attending classes and workshops and all of these different things, learning about how publishing works and Mm -hmm. how books work. And it's been amazing. Um, investing a lot of time and money and energy into a dream that hopefully will one day came, come true, but all about taking chances and putting yeah. myself out there. So, yeah. Cool. That's what, I love that. What about you? Uh, this podcast, obviously. Yeah. This has been so fun, and I I always think that I have no time to do anything which is true, but I have really liked making time for things that I enjoy. Yeah. And I think that's really important to make time for the things that like make you happy. And I've been trying to do that more this year, which is, you know, not focus so much on things that I feel like I have to do, but things Mm -hmm. that I want to do. And that is including this podcast. So I'm very excited that we're able to start it and just set some time aside to like chat and, you know, yeah. I mean, 
it's like one of the best things ever just to be talking about thriller books all the time. Like, yes. The best. Please. It's the best. Thrillers, true crime, everything, like crime entertainment, I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. It is the best. Okay. So next, is there anything that you wish you would have done differently this year? Great question. Um, the one thing I will say is, so around this time last year, I, I think I mentioned I had left my job, wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life, um, and I had intended to to spend the first quarter of the year just like focusing on what am I doing with my life and decompressing mm-hmm. from some serious burnout and stuff. Um, and I wasn't able to do that because I, I ended up moving down to take care of my mom. And so all I, the only thing I wish is that I've given myself more time when I came when I moved back um, yeah. to decompress because I basically uh, at the end of March moved my mom into a facility. The next two week or so later, I came home, and two weeks later, I started my job. So like busy. Yeah, not enough decompression time. That's the only thing, no. but even so, got through it, and I've had an amazing – my boss is amazing. She's been super flexible, understanding all of the things that I got going on, so couldn't ask for a better better boss. Yay! Yeah. Yes. What about you? Do you have anything you want to have done different? Nah. <laughs> no regrets, you know? <laughs> I'm not about that life. Like, yeah. I think it's – I've never – never want to change you know in the moment it's what I do and that's Mm -hmm. life so nah I'm just living my best life I love that Mm -hmm. well I made the decision I did in the moment because it was the right decision in the moment what can you do like that's what you got to go with so yeah yeah. okay let's uh we'll go back to books real quick Chelsea do you have a favorite bookstagrammer so I purposefully chose a non-bookstagrammer because It's like, I'm not trying to do that. So, but she does talk about books. So Ashley Spivey, she has Spivey's Book Club. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she, uh, yeah, so she was, okay. So a long time ago, she was on The Bachelor and now she's not really part of that, but she loves to read. She loves books. Um, but, and I love her book account. It's like her life as well, but she posts a lot of things. There's a very popular book club that she has, but also Her account, the reason I like it is because she posts so many important things. She posts resources for, like, she just had a baby. So she posts resources about, like, where to get childcare and how to join different um, political movements and different justice reform and all these, like, resources that are super important and interesting. And she, I think she's really cool because she uses her platform to raise awareness for things that maybe wouldn't have gotten as much attention and I think that's really cool that she does that so she technically does talk about books but also it's like (laughs) life also (laughs) well I love that actually yeah yeah I like that you were like no I'm not doing that (laughs) yeah no I'm not not trying to do that did you choose someone I chose just a couple people yes I'm ready yeah so um, so many. So this was really my first year focusing on Bookstagram and the community. I tried before and was kind of like hit or miss. Like I wasn't really doing it very seriously. Um, so kind of started over. And so this has been really like everybody that I've met through Bookstagram, you, um, all of like a bunch of my friends that I talk to on a regular basis and mm-hmm, all of that. Mm-hmm. So those are all amazing. Um, some of my favorites are a couple of shout outs to Courtney. Um, her handle is at flying through books. She is a, um, 
a flight attendant and she reads books in the air and then and uh and goes wherever she travels with like she travels all the time obviously as a flight attendant so she's really great she's based here in seattle um cool. so courtney flying through books yenny at reads with yenny um we had her on the podcast loved her alicia at thriller underscore chick i like her because she's got a lot of thriller books and lots of really good reels and then all my friends at the seattle thrillers by the book club chapter um yay yes. yeah I Those love that. Faves. Yeah. Okay, last one. Okay. What is your favorite author or author interaction or moment with an author that you've had? Okay. Well, um, so I've been super lucky this year because I've had a lot. Um, I've, I've met so many amazing authors. Some of them, like, know who I am, and that just boggles my love that. mind. I like, so cool. Um, and I feel like I'm, and I'm friends with some some folks, so that's been pretty amazing. And I've, you know, since Dream Chasing, I'm everything from cocktail parties to author chats to thriller school um, to podcast interviews and, and so many more. Um, so... Uh, my two favorites were because I had to do them both. They both happened at Thriller Fest. The first was when I met R.L. Stein. Um, oh, I died. Well, so yeah, like, and I don't like cry a lot. And I've said this now, like, I cried twice because of Thriller Fest, <laughs> and this this was the second one um, because, like, it literally was like I went up to meet him. And he, there was like a whole crowd of people and then I waited till everybody left and I went up and he looked like he was like uncomfortable and like ready to be done. <laughs> and I was just like, look, I had a really – I mean, I didn't go into details, but like I had a tough time in childhood and your books, Fear Street, was like really what got me through. Yeah. Like, I remember exactly where those books are in my public library and we went every summer and like I've read every single one of them and how much it meant to me and how how impactful it was. And his whole demeanor change and Aww. it was just open and like, I, I mean, he's just the nicest guy anyway, but like I – it was it was it was so awesome. Um, so that is so him, cool. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Um, because yes, it just was awesome. And then my second one, I don't think I've told it on the podcast. I know I've told you this story, but I didn't tell it on the podcast. I'm pretty sure. But um, so at Thriller Fest, I was at a um, a talk that um, Alifair Burke uh, and Lisa Unger were doing. Lisa Unger was interviewing Alifair Burke, and I was sitting in the front row. And I'm like directly in front of these two authors that I'm just like, oh my God, they're amazing. And um, and then there's an open seat to my right, and who sits down but Karen Slaughter. So I'm like Ugh. fucking dying, right? Like this you just is like already pass I mean, out. I was just like, oh my God. And I think I had met her earlier in the week too. And I was like super awkward. And I just was like, oh my God, like this is so insane. <laughs> and then earlier in the day, she had done a talk where she interviewed Veronica Roth, who wrote the Divergent series. Uh-huh. Um and they were both kind of talking about how, you know, they don't love to be touched by people in the public, right? Like, Does anybody? I mean, some people are huggers. I'm a hugger. Ew, so, me. yeah, you I mean, you know, Never touch I respect me. where people are at. Don't touch Chelsea. <laughs> if you want to give me a hug, we can probably do that. Gross. So anyway, um, so she doesn't really like to be touched. So, and I, whatever. I, all I'm thinking is, oh my fucking God, Karen Slaughter is sitting next to me right, right now. And she's got like these like spiky um, tennis shoes on and I've got these like crazy big red heels. I'll also send you that picture where I took a oh my gosh. two feet together because I was like, look at, I don't know. I was losing my mind. And then um, somebody made a joke, uh, either Alifair or um, Lisa made a joke about like, if you don't like cats then you should, or if you like if you don't like dogs, you need to leave. You get out of here. Karen right. Slaughter's a huge cat fan. Very right. big, like on her bookstagram or her Instagram, you can tell. And so she stands up without thinking, without freaking thinking, 
I reach my hand up in front of an entire group, an entire conference room of people, and I pull her back down to her seat. (laughs) Because I was like, you are not allowed to leave. Oh my gosh. I fucking died. Oh my God. (laughs) It happened. It happened. And then I was like, oh my God, that just happened. I'm so sorry. Like I was sitting there and I probably turned so red. And I was like, I like leaned over whispered and I was like, I'm I'm really sorry. I should have touched you. That was really inappropriate. (laughs) So I was like, She was like making a joke and I was like, don't fucking leave. I'm literally cringing, but like, that's funny. Oh my God. Like it was so embarrassing. (laughs) It's hilarious, but also. Also. also, Oh God, I wanted to die. I I love this. Yeah. I love this. I mean, like, I hope she doesn't remember and she like has no idea, but uh, it was for me a very like pivotal moment of like, yeah, fuck, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, why, why would I do this? Why did I do it? It moved on its own. The hand moved on its own. I swear. I don't know what I did you had to you had no choice I was choice. like don't leave I'm sitting next to you do you know that this will never happen to me again in my life <laughs> oh my gosh I love like... this more than anything <laughs> so that was my favorite um, author interaction of the year <laughs> and probably hers question yeah, mark sure I'm sure maybe? she liked me more than any other uh yes interaction yes. Of the year. she remembered it and thinks of it fondly I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> I, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so 2020, 2020, whoa, wow. Blech. Wow. 2022 mm-hmm. is almost done and it was a mm-hmm. great year, but 2023 is on deck and there so, are so many good books well, coming out. Well, there are and there really are. Quickly, I'm just going to tell you about my author interaction. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I totally- like, 100% skipped me and I'm trying to brag right now. Oh my so. God, I I'm such a dick. Okay, so, tell me, please tell me. If I'm you sorry. could just let me brag, please. Okay. okay. Right, so if you take out your copy of The Last Housewife by Ashley Weinstein and you flip to the acknowledgments, you're going to see my name and what? that is all. Yep. I saw it and I was on a plane when I read it and I saw that she put me in her acknowledgments and I screamed the loudest scream or as my husband says i scream the loudest scrum that was ever scrumped i (laughs) lost my yes i was like well i can die happy now because she's my (laughs) best friend and that's the end that's all. oh my god yeah it's so cool yeah so cool yeah okay now we can talk about 2023 I'm really, I mean, this is how discombobulated Karen Slaughter makes Yeah, me. no, I, I feel you. I talked about her on the podcast. It just makes me a hot fucking mess. So. No, I, I see that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We all have someone like that. Yes, yes. You know, do. for me, it's Bradley Cooper, but yeah, you're, you know, you're Karen Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Most anticipated books of 2023. Did you see okay. today that Ruth Ware announced her new book? Um, I saw it on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's called Zero Days. It's coming June 20. Um, I'm hype about it. I love okay. Ruth Ware. And Yay. it's going to be so good. I just wanted to quickly throw that out because I shot, saw she announced it today and I was like, oh my gosh. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I like have a list and you have a list. Why yeah. don't we do this? Why don't you go through your list? And then if there's any of mine that are not on your list, <laughs> I will tell them. How's that? <laughs> Deal. Okay. Deal. All right. Um, I'm going to read my list. And then at the end, I want to tell you about my favorite, most anticipated book. So. Okay. Can't wait. Anticipated books. I have a ton. Like I said, Zero Days by Ruth Ware. It's One of Us by J.T. Ellison. The Nightmare Man by J.H. Markert. 
How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Woo woo. Don't feel the reap. Don't fear the reaper by Stephen Graham Jones, which is the next in the um, My Heart Is a Chainsaw series. The Angel Maker by Alex North. Um, the London Seance Society by Sarah Penner, who wrote The Last Apothecary. The Soulmate by Sally Hepworth. The Kind We're Saving by Peter Swanson. What Have We Done by Alex Finlay. What Remains by Wendy Walker, Just the Nicest Couple by Mary Kubica, The Villa by Rachel Hawkins, A Twisted Love Story by Samantha Downing, Midnight is the Darkest Hour by Ashley Weinstead, and obviously the only one left by Riley Sager coming out June 20. And I want to read you guys the back of this book because I'm Riley Sager's biggest hype person. You know. So, I know. Yeah, do it. Do it. Please let this marinate in your brain. Here it goes. At 17, Lenora Hope hung her sister with a rope. Now reduced to a schoolyard chant, the Hope family murders shock the main coast one bloody night in 1929. While most people assume 17-year-old Lenora was responsible, the police were never able to prove it. Other than her denial after the killings, she has never spoken publicly about that night, nor has she set foot outside Hope's End, the cliffside mansion where the massacre occurred. Stabbed her father with a knife, took her mother's happy life. It's now 1983, and home health aide Kit McDear arrives at a decaying hopes end to care for Lenora after her previous nurse fled in the middle of the night. In her 70s and combined to a wheelchair, Lenora was rendered mute by a series of strokes and can only communicate with Kit by tapping out sentences on an old typewriter. Eerie. Oh my god, I One love night, that. One night, Lenora uses it to make a tantalizing offer. I want to tell you everything. It wasn't me, Lenora said but she's the only one not dead. As Kit helps Lenora write about the events leading to the Hope family massacre, it becomes clear that there's more to the tale than people know. But when the new details about her predecessor's departure come to light, Kit starts to suspect that Lenora might not be telling the complete truth and that the seemingly harmless woman in her care could be far more dangerous than she first thought. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my god, that's how incredible. Ugh. I have literal chills. Like it's cold here, but also chills. Okay, cannot wait. Yes, can this so like, good. get up on NetGalley already, please. It's coming out June twenty, same day okay. actually as Ruth Ware's Zero Days. Oh, so that's, that's gonna be a real good day. A pre-order big day. Pre-order. Yeah, yeah, get all your pre-orders in for sure. Did you have any other ones that I didn't name? I did actually. Um, I I had a lot that you had on your list, but I did have a handful of others. Okay. Okay. So my list, the ones that I had that were not on yours, um, was "Before She Finds Me" by Heather Chavez, "The Instructor" by T. R. Hendricks, "Deadly Widows," I think it is called, but it's the Young Rich Widows sequel. That's mm. by Kimberly Bell, Lane Fargo, Vanessa Lilly, and Kate Holohan. The first one's really good. Um, so excited for that. "The Writing Retreat" by Julia Bartz. Yes. How Can I Help You by Laura Sims, which is about a librarian that I think does bad things and I just got it on NetGalley, so I cannot wait to read that. Thicker Than Water by Megan Collins. I Didn't Do It by Jamie Lynn Hendricks, which mm. is about thriller writers at a thriller writer conference. And oh, I love it. And then the thriller writers have to solve who actually did it. It was probably another thriller. I mean, it just is like, it's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. And then I Love It When You Lie. Uh, by Christian Bird, which I read earlier this year, but it was really good. I'm very excited to hype that up as it comes out. And then my last one that I'm going to tell you a little bit about is All the Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby. And that's coming out on June 6th. And so 
This is Titus Crown is the first black sheriff in the history of Sharon County or Charon County. A former FBI agent and security expert, Titus came home to take care of his father and look out for his troubled young bro- younger brother. He ran for sheriff to make a difference, especially in the black community, which has been so often been treated unfairly by the police. But a year to the day after his election, a school shooting rocks the town. A beloved killer uh, teacher is killed by a former student, and as Titus attempts to de-escalate and get the boy to surrender, uh, his deputies fire a fatal shot. In the investigation, it becomes clear that the student they shot has been abused by the dead teacher, as well as by unidentified perpetrators. The trail leads to buried bodies and secrets. While Titus tries to track down a killer hiding in plain sight while balancing daily daily duties, uh, while, like protecting the Confederate pride marchers, he must face what it means to be a black man wearing a police uniform in the American South. Wow. I mean, fucking S.A. Cosby always just writes like his, his he doesn't pull punches. Like he, what yeah. he talks about, what he chooses to write about is meaningful. And yeah, and it like wow, I it's just yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's coming out in June. Um, All the Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby. Oh, I can't wait for 2023. Yay! Okay, listeners. Well, thank you so much for joining us this year. I mean, I can't, we did this, we did this thing. 2020, we did it. We're so happy to have you all along for the journey. Please let us know if there's anything you think we could add to the podcast to make it better because we are all about that growth. Yes, absolutely. And we want it to be something that um, you enjoy because the whole idea about Thrillers by the Book Club is that it is a book club conversation about books. So please feel free to let us know your thoughts on anything that we've talked about or if you've got um, a suggestion of a book we should read or things that are coming out, you know. All the things. All the things. Um, and then one last thing I just want to say, Chelsea, I am grateful for you. Thank you Aww. for doing this with me and being my podcast partner. I've had so much fun this year, and I'm so Same. glad we did this. This was such a good idea. Honestly, it's all you. It's all you. Okay. Great idea. We did it together. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work, as I said today in my you, writing. Yeah, oh, my that's that's very routine. corporate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It mm. really is. I feel yeah. a little embarrassed that I said it, but it's true. I mean, on that note, it's been real. Uh, <laughs> have a great rest of 2022, and we'll see y'all in 2023. Bye! Bye.